Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Another edition, a Monday edition of Positive Talk Radio. You do what you do? Just get out of bed over there, or what? You know, you're you're just putting on your smile. Yes, Grace, think how lovely my skin felt. To be honest. We did a show together on Friday, and we yeah. were so taken with her that we had to have her back here on Monday on the podcast. And if you go to my independence report, um, uh, no, positivedocradio.net, you can you can uh, listen to the radio show that we did on KKNW. And this is a live version of that. It's only we're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And uh, Kim Roxy is our guest today. She is... Quite, you know, I, has anybody ever told you that you are an amazing person? That is so sweet. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I have heard that before, but to hear that from you, Kevin, it sounds sweet to my ears. Thank you. Well, it's, it's so true because you are uh, working to help the planet, for one. Mm -hmm. You're help, helping women, especially women of color and uh, mm -hmm. that are have a little darker complexion to help them find the makeup that works very well for them. Mm -hmm. And you started your own company and you're employing people and you're, you're developing um, quite a name for yourself in the industry. And, and, uh, and for that, you should, you know, you should, you know, take your kudos and that's really cool that you're able to do that. And, and your company is growing and it's doing really quite well. I'll take it all. I'll take it all. I'll take that synopsis, especially on a good day in September, um, where we are thinking about wrapping up this year and all that kind of good stuff. I will take everything you say it uh and take it as encouragement and and also motivation to make me a little bit more bold about what i do exactly as, as well you should as well you should because you you are doing really quite well i wanted to ask you because in the original interview we talked about the fact that you started in a kiosk in a mall uh and uh, your your mother had given you like 500 seed money mm -hmm. to get started with that and then so you worked in the mall um, doing your makeup and putting that together. You worked a ton of hours, I'm sure. And, um, but at one point in time, you had to make the transition from being a employer and employee mm -hmm. to being an employer and having employees. Was that transition easy for you or was it a challenge? Well, I think I'm the kind of person that, that likes to get things done. So it was a little bit of a challenge for me to get over not always looking at myself as a solution um, and kind of shifting my mindset around that and seeing others as a solution too. <laughs> um, and that we can get more done and we can scale with others. So I think it's just that shift around, you know, I don't do everything better. And I've learned that now, uh, you know, that I don't do everything better. There's a lot of stuff I do not do better than some of my team. So yeah, they win. Well, it's, when you're starting out and this is your passion and this is what you love to do and you're creating something great and then you bring people on and they may have a different, they have a different skill set. They may have a little bit different timing. It's like, you know, they don't necessarily do things exactly the way that you would do them. Right. And, and, but it takes a while to accept people and their gifts differently than what you would do. And, but that takes a little bit of time to calm yourself down and to, and to, and to relax about that, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, especially when you, like you say, you're used to having to do it yourself because you have to, like not even because you can, uh, in some cases, afford to bring someone else on or whatever the case might be. You're just doing it initially just to get everything done. Also too, 
you may not be in a position where you want to tell others to take that chance to go with you on something if you're not sure if it's going to work or not or what have you. So again, you try just doing everything yourself. But um, I think relinqu relinquishing control, um, I think a part of self-control is being able to relinquish control. So. That is a big deal right there because most entrepreneurs... The reason that they're an entrepreneur is they don't want to work for anybody else. They want to work for themselves and they like the way they get stuff done and they are driven. And you are a driven person that you like to get stuff done the way you like to get it done. And then to incorporate other people and to allow them to grow into the positions that they are in with your coaching and your, and your working, it takes a little while to give up that control. And yeah. that, that's that transition that a lot of people have trouble when they're an entrepreneur, they have trouble making that transition. And like, think of it as like a collaborative effort. I think for me too, something that I'm realizing is that other people's ideas could be what the customer, what your customer is thinking. And if you're, again, even if I'm trying to coach you into, you know, do it this way, I, I still shouldn't be coaching anybody to tell them just to do it my way per se that we should actually be, it should be more of a collaborative effort where we're actually doing this out of, you know, cohesively, what are all of the different thoughts around this? And then what conclusion did we kind of come to? And then if we're working independently, say you're working on a project and you just need to make a decision, having my team empowered to make their own decisions uh, as well as myself in, in situations. So being able to like trust you know, every getting everybody also to trust themselves that they have the answer inside of them too. Now that there again, that's that control thing, because when you when you give people the latitude to be able to make their own decisions, and then you have to then you as the entrepreneur business owner have to stand by those decisions mm -hmm. or coach them through those decisions if they're not how it, you would have done them. Uh, but without without saying, oh, screw it, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like that's definitely, you don't want to set your default to that, right? Oh, I'll just do it myself. That's not the default, <laughs> the default of it all, you know. Um, but again, that's a shift of a mindset because some people um, try to tell you that, oh, nobody will do it like you. I, I remember people telling me that. And people still, I still hear people say that. Oh, nobody will do it like you. Uh, I beg to differ. Uh, some people will do it better than me. That Some people will not do it like me. And that's probably a good thing. Uh, so you can be diverse. And that's, I think, a lot of times where diversity um, and inclusion comes in. Because a lot of times we're looking for the same thing. For everybody to do things the same. And that's not how you have a diverse company. And that's how you end up with a lack of diversity and how you end up not being inclusive because you're trying to get everybody. It's a difference between company culture and then that's company culture. The company culture for everybody to be doing something the same, everybody to be the same. Uh, you put yourself at risk of uh, not being inclusive. And um, wow, I think that's a very big lesson. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is now. In your working life, have you taken courses on management, on on how to build a team and and to do that without stepping on everybody and, and being, I'm the boss and you're going to do it my way kind of thing? Yeah. yeah, you know, I have. I have taken courses. I have been in accelerator programs. I have been in business incubators. Um, I've had a leadership coach before. Um but I'll tell you, to be honest, my upbringing is probably the biggest lesson for me to be this way. I'm a middle child. So you already know that I'm very negotiable um, and that I so understand that I'm not, you know, I'm not particularly special. Right. It's like the oldest, the youngest, the baby, you know, and you just in that middle, um, you you have to, you know, when you have siblings you have to learn how to work together and honor other people's thoughts above even your own and all of that. So I think that's just something that's almost like a discipline that's been built up in me from my upbringing. Um, and you sort of bring that same discipline into the workplace and everything because uh, 
you know, your siblings don't mind telling you how they feel. Like, you know, your your employees, your coworkers, they might, you know, hold their tongue, but my, you know, my siblings, they don't, they don't mind telling you, you know, the things, you know, how you are. And and sometimes people say things in anger, but then also sometimes even in, in anger, some of it's some truth there. So to be honest, I do think about that and I I utilize that within work. You know, one of the things that you, you just brought it up and it, it uh, I'm just thinking about it here going, you know, I've been doing this a while and I've got like 700 episodes up. <laughs> wow. And, and before that, I was doing a show two hours a day, five days a week wow. for 11 months. So I've been doing this a lot and I've been interviewing a lot of people for a long time. Yeah. Not once, not once in all of that time have we talked about or somebody come on the show to talk about the rank of the child in the family and how that affects them, the oldest. And see, I was the baby. So I, w- I was the cute one. And the, baby boy, baby boy. Yes, indeed. And, and my brother was the middle one, and his life experience was completely different than mine. And my sister was the oldest, so she had the responsibility, and she did this, and she was responding, you know, and all that, and <laughs> for the, for the little kid, for the little baby brothers and stuff. And so yeah. we, but we've never talked about, um, at least on in my memory, we've never talked about the differences of what the life experience is like, depending upon the rank of where you are in the family. Yes, it yes. makes a great deal of difference, doesn't it? It, it 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 shapes your point of view. Yeah. <laughs> it shapes your point of view. And your point of view is your reality. Um, is your reality. And it is a lot of times your lens for how you look at everything. It's 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 truly amazing because you know, my brother was he wasn't the oldest, he wasn't the youngest, and so he didn't have those labels. He was the middle child. Yeah. And nobody, you know, and what what does that mean? That means nothing. <laughs> right. Because the first one, everybody's excited. The last one is like, oh, the baby, you know, like just in when the you, When are you getting out of the house? That was what, they, by the time they got to me, it was like, we've, you're the third one. We're done with you guys. When, you know, when are you getting out of the house? Right. Like, the you know, like, you probably didn't get it corrected as much. It's just sort of like, oh, whatever. You know, like, whatever. <laughs> they were like, uh, it didn't work for the other guys, so we're not going to bother with you either. <laughs> Except what they did with me, because it worked for them, was uh, they got tired of t- me. See, I'm, I don't know if you've noticed, but I tend to talk a little bit. Uh-huh. And uh, they would tell me, to, you know, uh, children should be seen and not heard. And my first reaction would be, why? And it would be, okay, fine, go to your room. So I've got a great deal of time in my room. <laughs> and that's and that's when you got so confident with speaking um, so much because you, know, you probably <laughs> did a lot of it even to yourself. And but that but that grew a certain level of confidence, I think, even, you know. Um it's interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting. I think for me, I I actually took a lot of time to try to stand out. So the so what I do now and how I do things, you know, my, my siblings, uh, particularly my sisters are always like, you know, when it's time to go talk, you go ahead. You know, they, they always pushing me because they know I don't, you know, they see me front facing all the time. And it's not so much that I'm looking for the attention, but when growing up, I had to do something to make me stand out, you know, from the pack. So that is that's that's a really cool observation because you did in because you weren't the oldest or the youngest, you had to be you had to create your own identity. And yes. that's 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 a really big deal. I wanted to also ask you, as when you were in the mall, I assume you were in a mall in the kiosk. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and when you were 21 years old and you were sitting there from the mall opens at nine o'clock at night or in the morning and it stays open till nine o'clock at night and you're sitting there working 12 hours by yourself and were you thinking that you were going to, did you have a dream? Was it like, you know, this isn't going to be like this forever. I'm going to grow this thing and it's going to be great and, and stuff. Did that cross your mind or were you 
kind of thinking that this was going to be what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life? Actually, so it was supposed to be a kiosk. It ended up being a store. I ended up having a little store in an area where all the stores were abandoned around it. <laughs> so uh, they put me in an area because they thought I was going to fail the mall. So the mall owner, because uh, they didn't want to lease to me, but the mall owner ended up leasing to me and he put me in an area where basically he was like, all the stores are abandoned over here. So basically, you know, when you go out of business, it'll be fine. It'll blend in, you know, like it'll be fine. And Ooh, holy crap, really? So yeah. the, you you were put into a you actually got a bill or not, not a yeah. building, but a, a storefront. A storefront, yeah. And but and all the, the businesses next to you were all shuttered up and, and yeah. closed. Yeah, they were all abandoned. Yeah, in the mall, they were like all closed. And he's like, yeah. So basically, just go over there and you know, don't worry about it. We'll be fine. The center of the mall. All that other area, it was set full of stores, you know, all the popular chains and all of that. And so um, I bring that up because when you talk about, did I think I was just going to be doing this and that was it? I think, to be honest, I wasn't thinking past that month. I wasn't thinking past just surviving for the next day, kind of in a way. Making yeah. Rent was a big yeah. Deal. yeah. Making rent was a big deal. So for me, I had that whole month to make the rent. And so that's what my goal was. My goal was getting enough customers to make that rent. And so I didn't know exactly how far I could go or what this was going to do. But believe me, I always was trying to do the next thing. Always trying. So I stayed at that location for maybe like three months, three or four months at the most. And Cause he came down there at the owner of the mall. He said, you're really making this work. And I said, actually, yes. Cause I would walk down to the food court to go get customers and bring them back to my store. And he said, you really making this work. And I said, yep. And he said, there's a vacant spot down by Victoria's secret in the center of the mall. Do you want it? And I oh said, my. I said, yep, I should do. And that's when we went down there and, and sort of, you know, really made our splash there in that mall. But yeah, like, and then from there, I moved to another space that was even more valuable. And then I moved from there to a standalone brick and mortar retail space and stayed there for us. Like, it's always been about for me to continue to, to, to grow and expand. And then I caught a new vision in 2018 and then sort of totally transformed everything. And then now I'm on that path. So I think you know, it's, it wasn't, I never looked at, you know, oh, I'm doomed to something. And I still don't look at things like that now. And I kind of deal with everything on a quarterly basis versus, you know, I make plans and I have a vision for where I want the company to go. But execution wise, I really look at things from like a three month sort of basis, um, a quarterly basis. And really stay in there and continue to because I, I believe that if I have a shorter amount of time to focus in on as a team and we have a shorter amount of time, we actually can get more done versus looking at time going, oh, we got a full year. We got all this time to try to do this, this and that. To be honest, we're like we're like sprinting, <laughs> like, like we're we're sprinting and we're getting uh, these things done within this amount of time. And then we take a break and then we go back, get back up there. Uh, you might call it a circuit training in, in fitness. They call it circuit training. When you do high impact for this amount of time, you take a break and then you do it. That's almost how we are. That's actually brilliant. Uh, when's your book coming out about management? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been, I've been hearing a lot of people. I was just did a speaking engagement. Somebody asked me about my book. I did in, in different type of audiences. So I, 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 I guess it's something coming one day, one day soon. Because because what what you're just describing is a brilliant way to run a company. First of all, I want to mention that the, he, the owner of the mall, came down there and saw that you were making it work through your hard work and your hustle, and your and you were grabbing people from the food court and bringing them down. So he stuck you next to uh, Victoria's Secret, so you could go get your nighty, and then you could get your face done at the right next to each other. That worked out really well, I would think. 
really well. I mean, it's kind of the same mind frame. At the time, Victoria's Secret was well known for like their body sprays and mists and lotions and, you know, and potions. So you can get all that, get you some makeup, you know, get you some lingerie, you know, and, 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 you know, just, just, you know, have a good time. I walked in there one time. I left. Why? Because if a guy walks into Victoria's Secret, it's it's like, um, who are you buying for? I'm going to buy for myself. What do you think? No, I'm kidding. Um, you're buying for your wife or whatever. And what size is she? I I don't know. I never. I had no earthly idea any of that stuff. So it's for for a guy walking into that kind of a, an environment. It's it's highly stressful. Highly stressful. <laughs> see but your story is so cool because uh, and then as you grew your company and then in 2018 you had an epiphany tell us about your epiphany yeah i had an epiphany um for me for entrepreneurship i had never seen entrepreneurship done past someone owning like a beauty salon or um something like that, um, a barbershop. And so when I was in business, I started to meet women who owned businesses where they they were in different industries and they were actually running a business. And then I started to read about how to build a business and all of that. And I just had a huge epiphany in 2018 that the products that I had started that we had started to make and we're using on our customers and some of them were like buying, especially like in Houston, that that could be a whole makeup brand and that I could really go build a beauty company that could change the beauty industry um, and really bring equity um, uh, to the ones that have been really left out Um when it comes to beauty selection and beauty choice and beauty equity. And so I just decided that, you know, I was going to go out and do that. And so um, through being a small business owner, it prepared me to be, you know, a, a startup founder, you know, a high growth sort of, you know, founder who was working on this type of company. And so I just had a huge epiphany in 2018 that there was more and that, you know, because back then I was, you know, maybe 75% services, 25% products, you know, so then I decided, you know, really to build this makeup brand. And so I closed my store in 2018 um, because I saw this vision for more. And I remember having the conversation with someone and saying, and, and she'll tell you, I said, I'm going to build a makeup line for 2020. And I said, I'm going to build a makeup company for 2020. And this was in 2018. And I explained to her that I did not have the skill set or the knowledge to do it. So I had to go out and go become a student and I had to get it. So I applied to a tech accelerator in Austin, Texas, Div Inc. Um, I got in um, and that began my journey of really um creating a makeup brand that made it easier to buy makeup online than even in person and bringing inclusivity um, through e-commerce uh, to the beauty industry. And so that's what I started on the journey of doing, working on that from learning how to get invest, like, you know, what investment look like? Do I want that? Do I not? Um, how, you know, how to scale a company, like all these different things. Um, and in 2020, I was, I launched Lamique, just the makeup brand. And, um, I, and we were launching with um, augmented reality where you could virtually try on your makeup products. Um, we made it so um, you have a quiz on our website that you fill out. It's only like five questions, but it recommends the right brow kit, for instance, for you that you need the right brow duo. Um, we just literally did... Um, we basically launched a makeup brand that was like COVID like ready. Um, but I didn't know it was coming, but I knew in 2018, I had to get prepared for something in 2020. And that's what I did. That's, that's pretty brilliant. As a matter of fact, you were just talking about, uh, what Holly was, uh, gonna, wanted me to ask you, which was, did you, uh, I, obviously you went to a small business resources and you had 
and got some tips on how to um, grow your business and scale it and, and do all of that. Is that is that kind of what you learned in that process? Yeah, definitely. I learned, you know, how to how to scale, how to grow, how to use um, different marketing hacks, um, how to um, how to basically utilize even your story to sell your products, how to, you know, monetize this. Like I learned a lot um, in those programs, but as well as like from a technology standpoint as well. And I utilize several different programs to do that. Is there anyone that you would particularly recommend one versus another? Yeah. Um, I recommend Div Inc. That's one. Div Inc. Is that D-I-V? I-N-C. Okay. Um, I recommend um, the, um, I recommend Sputnik, A-T-X, S-P-U-T-N-I-K, A-T-X. Um, I recommend SKU, S-K-U, A-T-X. Um, I recommend um, Founders First, um, Founders First. Uh, they're out of California, um, but they have programs across the country. I recommend them. Um, I recommend Black Girl Ventures, um, which was an excellent program. Um, I have so many that I've utilized that have been so helpful. Um, Impact Ventures is another good one. I recommend Impact Ventures. Um, and then also like the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Businesses Initiative. Um, I think it's also another good one. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've utilized several different programs uh, to really shopper my skill set and to also get me um, prepared and also continue my journey. I got to ask you, in 2018, when you went to your siblings or, or some other close friends and you, and you said, well, you know what? I've got an epiphany. I've got a vision and I'm going to close my store and I'm going to reframe and rework everything. And, and did you get a bunch of, oh, now, Kim, 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 slow down, slow down. You move too fast. You got to make the morning last, girl. You ain't going to make it if, you know, and so, you know, stay in your lane and don't don't try and do too much and stuff like that. Did you get any of that or did you get people saying, you go, girl, let's make it happen? You know, I think I just got a more puzzle. So they didn't say much of anything because I think that because of my reputation, because of, you know, people, I don't think they would. To be honest, they'd be afraid to say, I, so they couldn't say you go girl because they didn't understand the vision. So they didn't say that, but they didn't say anything else because they would have probably been like, you know, you start asking some questions, but then I was like, yeah, well, I don't really have an answer to that. I said, I got to go out and go see what the answer is. And they're like, that's what a puzzle look comes from. <laughs> So when the family is asking, oh, so you're going to close the store to do what now? Um, I've got to go figure out what that what is. I've got to go figure that part. That's the part I need to get, the what. So now you've been doing, you, you opened uh, the, uh, reopened in 2020, mm -hmm. went through the pandemic, survived the pandemic, and you're here in really, 2020. Really? Really, we thrived during the pandemic because of the of the style of business that you were that you were bringing to the table, and you could do everything virtually. Absolutely, everything then, was set up. Everything was set up for it. It was almost like as if it was made just for that. And that that's that's really is cool. And in twenty twenty two, Lamique is doing very well. Is that am I correct? In, in yeah, we're in a building phase, so we're 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 out here trying to meet the demand of what of what's happening so that's what we're that's what we're doing yep that's a really cool statement to have to make i'm here to meet the demand and the demand is substantial absolutely and so that's so what do you see happening in the future where what 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 are you are you going to grow this to a mega brand and mm -hmm. and to, so that you can help two things uh by the way if you go to lamikebeauty.com uh you can find out all about what they do everything uh, 
their their products are all natural um they're all designed they they don't have any of the talc and i learned this because i talked to somebody who's really intelligent on friday about it uh <laughs> that was you by the way <laughs> they don't, don't have any talc in the products they don't have any things that's going to hurt you um they're they're all designed to be natural and to keep uh things like the big c word away um mm. and stuff like that and because of most cosmetics are are you don't even know what's in them so you can you can guarantee what's in these and stuff like that so so in 2022 you are um growing and do you see yourself just continuing to do this or what are you going to do next yeah i i think for me i I do things in conjunction with. So I'm about living a whole, a whole beautiful life. Um, I'm about, um, you know, that's why I love your show, uh, Positive uh, Life Radio. You know, like I, I believe in like this, 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 um, what I would call sort of touching on those different areas that I feel are priority you know, for me and in this, whatever season I'm in. And so um, building Lamique, making it a titan of a company is definitely what we're working towards. Um, we want to gain market share. We want to become um, definitely a mega brand. We have such a big vision for Lamique. Um, however, at the same time, um, I have a big vision for who I want to be um, and who I am as a family member, like, you know, who I am to my family, who I am and how I show up for my sisters, for my daughter, you know, for my husband, like all of those things matter to me too. And then who I show up for my community. Um, I do a lot of events and I participate with a lot of things, you know, at this point, when people call on me, you know, they they call on me because they know that I have influence and that they want to bring me on to help, you know, whatever that is within my community that I have reached with. And I'll continue to do that. And I'll continue to just, you know, also, you know, be the person that needs kindness, just like anybody else. And when I receive it, I'll tell a person, thank you. And live in the present moment and and be excited about that and understand um that that all happened for a purpose so like i'm i'm just you know i'm into it all like i i dance i have fun i like i laugh a lot um yeah i'm into it all i'm into it yes you do i can even make you laugh and that's pretty yes you you make me laugh a lot though kevin like (laughs) between you and your impersonations and your don't think I didn't hear it earlier when you were talking about the oldest system. Like I'm responsible. I'm responsible. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, it's one of those things. And I, but I got I got to ask you because, and and because I'm so, I'm so taken with with the person that you are, and mm-hmm. that uh, that you you in your in your work in in your um, when you talk about uh, um, your business that kindness is involved taking care mm-hmm. of people you have balance in your life mm-hmm. um you take you have a daughter that you take care of and and a husband that you take care of and so so it's all working for you because you're making it that way uh rather than than you know you could say i'm going to have the biggest the biggest uh, um um makeup company in the world and you lose your life and your family and everything in the process of doing that, what have you gained in the end? Right. Exactly. 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 And, and that's not, you know, that's sort of not the seesaw that I'm looking for. Right. Um, And not saying that I'm all, I'm going to hit all these areas perfectly, but how about I'm just going to participate in all these areas? So, so, so okay. you're now, you know, you started in a store or started, first of all, in kiosk, they went to a store where all the other stores were closed. And then, and then, and then they moved you next to Victoria's secret, which almost ensured your success kind of, uh, at least at that. And so you've gone from step to step, to step, to step. What makes you not have big britches and think that you're all that in the bag of chips? Cause I know how hard it is. <laughs> 
I know how it is. I'm too I'm too grounded to the to the to the hardness, I guess. I don't know. I'm just it's still hard now. I mean, I'm still pushing through now, just different issues, different challenges. I mean, like it's still, you know, um, but it's a choice, you know, that uh I make uh not to feel not let the hardness weigh me down or anything like that. But yeah, no, like too, like too um, uppity or too like big for my bridges. Like I'm definitely confident. I'm definitely bold, but I, I'm, I definitely know for me, it's by God's grace, how I got here, you know, from starting this again, starting like what you just talked about, like everything has been built from the ground up. Like, um, so from, with that being said, um, being in the accelerators I were in, I was in and being around guys that, you know, who they would go have a meeting with a potential investor and they get the check and I go have the meeting and the investors looking at me like, how do you know how to run a business? And just like asking me all these questions that they didn't ask them. And the, then the guy that was in the class with me, he never ran a business. He always been an employee. I at least had a, you know, term before. So like, you know, um, experiencing those kind of things, you know, always sort of keeps me grounded of, you know, what I come from and what it takes. Um, but it also doesn't take away from my confidence. I think you can be confident um, and be aware at the same time. You, in order to accomplish what you have accomplished, you have to be bold. You have to be confident. You have to have an, a feeling that you can accomplish something. And because, quite frankly, I don't know if you've, well, you probably have noticed that, that, that number one, you, you're a woman. And <laughs> I, I'm sure that came into, into your life. Oh, that was a big one. <laughs> well, and. And the problem is, is in our country, in our society, and you just said it, that a guy could go in who'd never run a business, who was an employee, and he'll sit down and, and say, I can do this, I can do that, I'm just wonderful. And they say, oh, really, here's a check. Okay, here you go. And and you go out in there and they go, what the hell makes you think you can run a business? <laughs> you, you know, I mean, so you have got a glass ceiling that is like no other because, uh, and that's that's, and you have defeated that and you're moving past that you are a shining example of what i what i call authentic grit that's one of my favorite books grit i read that book i love that book one of my favorites and authentic grit is even more important because it means that you also have value uh, and you value other people and you're kind and you're considerate Absolutely. and you take care of yourself, your family and everything about you um, because that's that's the person that you are. Awesome. And uh, it's amazing, you know, so and so when are you going to start your uh, um, um, motivational speaking business? <laughs> well, I do actually I actually do speak. Um, I, and you speak quite well, by the way. Thank you. I do. <laughs> I do speak in engagements. Um, I just did a speaking engagement um, the other week. I'm trying to think about where I was because I have another speaking engagement coming up this weekend on Saturday um, uh, for the Houston Community College system. But I do speak in engagements. Um, you know, that just came about by me naturally expressing myself and what you just noticed, uh, Kevin, you know, other people identified and heard and it, you know, the message seemed to resonate. And um, I, I have a good time from doing that too, because when you think about it, when I was working in a makeup shop as a makeup artist, you're a motivational speaker, <laughs> you know, like you are, you know, taking and motivating women to, one, take care of themselves, to, to acknowledge their beauty, to um, apply their makeup in a certain kind of way. All that takes motivation to get people to do that. So you're a motivational speaker. Uh, it's just that, you know, I took it from just like, you know, store to out to the public. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't know if you've watched this. I saw this just the other day. Uh, Disney has a remake of uh, The Little Mermaid. Oh. Yeah. With uh, Holly Berry, I believe. Yeah, Haley um, Bailey. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, and uh, I was watching a, a video of a, a little girl sitting there watching. Did you see? Have you seen that? Yes. Yeah. Watch, watching the 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 the, the, the or Ariel. Yep. The Little Mermaid, and yeah. she and she was and she's black. Yeah. And this little girl was so taken with the fact that there was a hero that was on the screen that mm -hmm. looked like her yeah. and that made her feel so special mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. stuff. And that's, and that's where I see you is, is because uh, you can help a lot of young black women who, do, who may not for whatever reason, their past or the, mm -hmm. the problems they've gone through or the, what they've been told that they can't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you can and you can help them understand that. Hell yes, you can. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And and I think the most powerful thing, and I learned this from being a makeup artist and being in the beauty industry, is letting some know, letting someone know that you see them. So the most powerful thing is to be seen. I think that's like one of the most powerful things. And. Um, and, and being seen, you know, even when we say that, it doesn't even just talking about like eyes seeing. It could be something that you say or what have you. Just resonates with a person. Let them know, oh, they see me. Oh, I'm that. I'm I'm here. And so when you talk about the reactions, these these reactions are going viral. So um, I'll tell you, I I um I need to let my daughter see the trailer. But I have, um, there's a woman by the name of Tabitha Brown. She's a social media sensation. She now has a show on YouTube for kids called Tab Time. So you know how when you first got on the call and you were like, it's a good day in the neighborhood. And everybody, <laughs> and everybody remembers Mr. Rogers. So now the kids have Tab, Tab Tabitha Brown. And it's called Tab Time. She has a whole little song she does. And, it, you know, she just goes around, talks to the uh, the plants, talks to the fruit, you know, all this kind of stuff. And um, my daughter is six years old and my daughter has an afro. And, uh, you know, one thing I teach my daughter is that her hair grows to the sun. Right. It doesn't grow down. It grows up and out. And I tell her it goes it grows to the sun. So every room you're in, you can light it up. And um, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I remind her of that because of what you just talked about, the images from the frozen to the princesses, all this stuff, all their hair grows down. And so what we have to realize is if a person continuously sees an image that doesn't look like them as a standard of beauty, you don't tell the person they're not beautiful. You just never show them themselves. So you, they never feel seen. Right. And right. so the the power of being seen and that part. So when my daughter saw Tabitha, Tabitha has an Afro and she does tab time. So I saw her in Atlanta recently and I was like, oh my gosh, Tab, can you please make a video for my daughter? Just tell her hello. I just asked her to say hello to her because she loves her. And she gets on the video. She's like, hey, Loretta, I heard you got hair like me. Oh, keep loving yourself. I mean, she just like told her all these words of affirmation and just told her how beautiful she was. Cause I showed her a picture of her and oh my gosh, I showed it to my daughter. She had a fit <laughs> and she was just like, oh my gosh, she got hair like me. And she's getting, I'm noticing it more and more empowered around her Afro. And so, um, yeah, I think it's important. And what you just said, what I'll be able to do for girls when I was in Austin, Austin is only like 4% black. So it wasn't many black girls there, but what I noticed was when I would go out and pitch and talk about my business there, when I was there in those programs, all of the um, uh, East Asian girls would come up to me. All of the Indian girls would come up to me and say, oh my gosh, they, I mean, they would just show me so much love. They said they felt seen because we have the same complexion, right? And so they're just like, they felt seen, you know? And I think that we just have to know the power. And it was like, you know, usually they didn't see business owners that were their same complexion. And so I think there's just a power um, in feeling seen and being seen. You know, one of the things that uh, I love to do on Positive Talk Radio is to talk to people who are actively making a huge difference in the world and are really trying 
to make to be seen and to see other people as they are and i i sense you're a young woman um i'm a way bunch older than you and i see the next 30 years for you being just got a wonderful smile you've got a great personality you've got you're driven you know what you're doing you're smart you're going to help a lot of people and uh, that's why i'm glad that you are here talking mm -hmm. with us today because you are going to help people break down some of the barriers that have existed for way the friggin' heck too long. Yes. And, and we can grow people to be um, all equal and all one. And we're, and regardless of what we look like, regardless of who we love, that we can take care of each other. That's, that's, that's our mission here. That's it. That's it, Kevin. And I love how dedicated you are to this mission. You say over 700 shows um, and, uh, you know, you're so dedicated to this. And I hope that you continue to have all of the energy and fuel and uh, enrichment that you need to continue to do what you're doing because your, uh, in, your um, open arms uh, towards everyone is also a ministry too. So I appreciate that. I have to tell you that uh, doing these shows with people like you actually energizes me. It, it, it's not it's not and it's a labor of love uh, a lot yes. of this i fund myself yes yes uh, i heard i heard km radio <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a self i'm a self-funded thing so if you if you end up having you know, like run across a check somewhere that would be yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. uh um it's but it's important and yeah. uh it's important that people recognize that we can all do great things yeah. And you can do great. You are doing great things. And that's, yes, that's why I love to talk about to people like you. You know, we've almost gone like 50 minutes. It seems like it's been like 10. I know. We get so we get so lax. I, I told you I could talk to you um, anytime. Last time you had me laughing. This time we're having heartfelt conversation. Like you say, I mean, we can go. It, it's so good and so comfortable. I think you're from the South. You're so you're so southern. <laughs> I feel is that time? yeah at that times so I, I I feel like it so and <laughs> you know the cool thing is we haven't really talked about Lamique much but uh, I well, want we to... have talked about it right like we yes. haven't talked about it but we have talked about it because people people want to support you when they know who you are right and who what you stand for and so you know love and makeup and kindness and everything we talked about today you know. Um, yeah, it's probably the best the best pitch to be honest. Well, I'm I'm honored that you have come on the show a couple of times, and I would love to have you on a bunch more because you. you need your story needs to be told because it's not because it's your story, but it can also be somebody else's story. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's, you know, all they need to do is to, and there's a belief system and a belief thing that when you were 21 sitting in the, the first day that you were sitting in the shop that he gave you and there were closed businesses all around you and you're going, okay, I got 30 days to make rent Absolutely. and eat. I got to eat and I got 30 days to make rent. And I got to put gas in my car. And how am I going to get this done? And so instead of sitting in the shop, waiting for people come coming to you, you went and got them. Yeah. That was brilliant. That was simply brilliant. Yeah. And and you and you continue to move forward and continue to do what you do. You're going to have an impact, a big impact in this world and I want to I say thank you for coming on and and when you do have big britches down the road, will you still come and talk to me? Heck yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Cuz this this is way too much fun. So, but I Kim, by the way, we've been talking with Kim Roxy. And if you go to uh, LamikeBeauty.com, and now this is L-A-M-I-K, rather than Lamik, which would normally be L-A-M-E-E-K. Mm -hmm. Now, is that, does the spelling have significance? Yeah, it's an acronym. It stands for Love and Makeup and Kindness. Oh, see, now, I'm glad I brought that up because I had to miss that altogether. I'm, I'm glad. So that's that's really cool. Say that again. Love and makeup and kindness. 
It's an acronym, Love and Makeup and Kindness. And you notice the eye is a little bit taller because um, it's all made up in you. It's all made up in I. So love and makeup and kindness. And when you think of makeup, it's actually not just thinking about the outward part. This is the whole part. It's love and kindness is your true makeup. And it's the I. Love and kindness is made up in you. And that's what reveals your beauty. And your beauty begins from within. Beauty is revealed, not applied. Ooh, now there's a bumper sticker. Yep. Ooh, <laughs> yes. That's so now that needs to go. You know, you got a little store on your website. And so you can put, you know, the bumper sticker that could be a t shirt as well. And because, you know, mm-hmm. if everybody recognizes that uh, uh, beauty is more than skin deep yeah. and it is the person that you really are. Mm-hmm. And that you have the ability to do anything and be anything that you choose to be. Absolutely. So, Kim, I'm going to step aside, and I would like you to take the next couple of moments to tell our our audience, the ones that are going to be listening now or have been listening now, and the ones that will be listening later, anything that you would like them to know. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for listening in today. And if you ran across this, you didn't run across it by accident. You ran across it for a purpose. Um, And I want you to know that you are loved. Um, You have the ability to give kindness and you deserve it as well. And that everything that's made up inside of you, all of the hurt, all of the disappointments, all of the victories, all of the triumphs, um, make you who you are. And uh, it's worth honoring um, and it's worth um, sharing. So have an amazing uh, rest of your day, but more so think about how you can make it amazing for someone else. Thanks. That is just perfect. That is just perfect. That's a great, great way to end the show. Yeah. And uh, and so, I, Kim, I want to thank you again. And uh, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Uh, I, would, I would love to talk with you more because there's, there's, we've just, it was all the way to the end of the show and I didn't even know what Lameek stood for. <laughs> so we got, got to that point. So that's really, that's really cool. Say that one more time. Lameek is an acronym for love and makeup and kindness. That is just awesome. That is just awesome. Thank you for being here. Your business is going to grow. Her products are are natural. They're vegan. For those of you that don't want to put like I don't know a steak on your face or something, they're, they're vegan and so they're and they're high quality and they're all natural. So so go to uh, lamikebeauty.com and you can find out all of them and take the. Uh, the brow quiz. I don't have any idea how that, that works, but somebody does. So mm-hmm. take the brow quiz. And uh, and Kim, thank you so much for being here. It's It's been my honor to to have, have you here on the show and to interview you. It's been great fun. Thank you. So if you'll wait right there, I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.